welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand, or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward, practical advice about the nitty-gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares, and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, colour-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to today's episode. My name is Melissa Robbins. Thank you for being here and I hope I can bring you some um, useful and really practical information to help you sell more of your product, get more income from your product-based business and in the end, ideally, have more profit left over for you to enjoy as well. So what we're here to talk about today is all the different places that you can sell your product, sales avenues that you might not have thought of, whether you, you know, maximize them, whether you're doing all of them now, whether you've got your finger in all different pies, um, whether you even know what's available to you. Now, when someone starts a product business, often they think, okay, you know, I'll, I'll start my product business. I, I really always wanted to create this candle or um, make these soaps or create this fashion brand or import this product, whatever it might be. And they probably think, okay, I'm going to sell that online. I'm going to have my own website and that's where I'm going to sell it and then stop there. But um, what ideally you would do is have your product available to sell in many, many, many different places. Therefore, you have more opportunity to sell more volume of your product and therefore you also don't have all your eggs in one basket if things aren't going well in one location. So anyone who's built their own product-based business and built a website knows that well, depends on how long you've been going. Um, You don't just build it and they come. Like it's not just one of these things where you all of a sudden got this amazing website and it's all ready to go. You're ready to launch and there's crickets. There's no one actually on your website. There's no one actually coming to your website. There's friends and family who might find out about it, but then that's it. Nothing else is going on. Like it's really, really hard to get people to come to your website. And it also can be really expensive. So there's lots of different ways that you can work on to how to get traffic to your website, which I have a different download for that, which is 15 ways to get traffic to your website. You can grab that from the show notes. But what we're talking about today is what you should, what else you should be doing and what other places you should be selling besides just your own website. So let's get into what they are. First of all, let's talk about direct-to-consumer options. So when I say D2C or you hear people say D2C or B2C, um, that is when you're selling direct-to-the-consumer or um, business-to-consumer. So you're selling to the end customer. Now let's talk about some of the ways that you can sell to that customer. First of all, as you as we mentioned at the start, was your own website, your own e-commerce store. So that is just one way to sell your own product. Uh, another way is to sell that product at a market. So you are still selling direct-to-consumer, but you're actually in a physical front-facing role and you're actually selling at a market, like a boutique market, um, whether that's a you know weekend, every weekend market or a special um, boutique market that's on a couple of times a year. There's a number of different types of options and depends on what your product is, depends on what ones are right for you. That can be an amazing way for you to get a lot of in front of a lot of customers that the market is obviously hoping to bring in for you. And so that's what you're paying for. You're paying to get in front of all these audience that are coming. And then you can obviously have those, you know, regular intervals throughout your business. Before anyone says, Oh, I just don't want to do markets, I did them years ago, I don't want to do it then hire someone to work the markets for you. I have a number of clients who do that. They have someone who works specifically on their market setup. They run the markets on the weekends. They run, you know, sort of one-off markets 
um, every so every few months or so, but they have someone specifically hired that just to run markets for them. So they've got, you know, standard operating procedures where they know exactly what needs to happen every time that they do a market and what's included, checklists, all that sort of stuff too. So markets is another great option. Another one is pop-up stores. You can run a pop-up store where you either rent out a space yourself and you rent it for, you know, a period of a week, a month, um, three months, six months, depends on what you've got access, what you've got access to, depends on how long you want to do that for. But a pop-up store is having, you're doing the direct to consumer. So it's not another retail store. It's actually your own retail store and own retail space, but it's only for a shorter period of time. Now we did this a number of years ago when we had my own retail brand and we had a crossover period where we had two leases so we had one in one location and then our new store was opening but we you know we had a transfer period so then we offered six of our other brand friends so we had a children's wear brand so we offered six other um, brands that we knew of and who were in our industry to rent a space from us and have a little area that then they could have for a six-week period I think that our stores crossed over so then we offered that as a pop-up to someone else because that was quite successful, we then did it again in another location with those same brands and I think it ended up being that we opened six days a week and there were six of us and we all worked one day a week in the store and we had one central payment system and then the um, you know that was all divvied up at the end of the, the week or the month and my sister and I organised all of that and ran that whole pop-up sort of um, – it was a whole new business that was set up. It was called Small Republic now, I think about it, um, way back many, many years ago. Anyway, that was something that we did and we rented the space as that business. Again, um, since then I've done it with many different brands where we might have spoken to a real estate agent and it's – used to be quite hard to get them. It is getting easier because more people understand what a pop-up shop is. Um, even there's, there's even websites now where you can go and, you know, like look for where the pop-up spaces are, like people can put their space on there so then you can rent them much easier. So you can do that for whether it's for a week, whether it's for three days, whether it's for a month, three months and so on. So it depends on what your product is and your audience and what you're looking to get out of it for how long you do it for. But it can be a great way for you to reach new audiences and get that retail sales as well. Number four is you can do an event. So you might be part of a, of a showcase event, um, you know, like a One Fine Baby or an expo. Those sort of things are possible to sell your product out as well. So they're different to a trade show that it's, you know, public going. They're different to a market because it's not like everyone there is selling their, their wares. Some people are showing, showcasing information and some people are actually showcasing products. So event is another opportunity. It might even be an event like a festival or something like that. So you might be as part of the festival, one of the stands, or stalls within a festival. So that is an option as well. The number five is you might sell direct to like, uh, what's it called, party plan or friends or like have sort of special, you know, wine nights and stuff like that where you can sell your product. So that is, an, that is another way to sell it directly to the consumer. Now let's get into some ways that you're selling in separate marketplaces. So things like you might have drop shipping marketplaces. So you might sell on something like the Iconic where they don't actually buy your product, but they take a percentage of your sale. 
things like Wolf and Badger. That's another one where they, you know, you can put your product on there and they take a percentage of your sale. Uh, you've got things like Hard to Find. Again, they're a marketplace, so they showcase you to lots of different people and you're paying for their marketing spend and their marketing um, prowess and getting people to your website, or sorry, getting to people to know about your product. That's what you're paying them for. Things like Temple and Webstar, they can be the same as well. So some of these buy wholesale as well, but some of them are just marketplaces for you to then sell your product. Another big one, huge one, obviously, is Etsy. I'm going to have someone on the podcast soon talking about how you can use Etsy for your product-based business as a as a main revenue as a as a revenue driver in your business. Amazon is another one that is a huge marketplace. Obviously, it's one of the biggest ones that everyone knows about. But how can you use that to you know get in front of the huge audience that Amazon have? Now, that might not be right for every product and every brand and every style, and you might not be in every country either. But maybe you can test out whether the US um, Amazon is right for you, whether the Australian um, Amazon is right for you, whether the UK version is right for you. Having a look at the different marketplace areas and where your customers are and where your customers might respond to your product really well, that can be a great option for people to actually have that sort of third-party marketplace. Other things like there's lots of different artist ones. So for example, there's um, Blue Thumb, there's Society6, there's Wall of Art. All of those are options for you to get in front of the audience. And I have lots of people say to me, should I go on this? Will it detract from my brand? Will it take customers away from my own website? And the answer to that I would say is no, I don't think it will because those same people are not necessarily on your website anyway. And two, I think that it just is why you why wouldn't you do it when you're exposed to so many more people? Of course it might not work and you might not get sales off there. But you're not going to get sales if you run on there in the first place. So what can you test out and try in a way to get your product in front of more people? And it often can lead to an increase in sales on your direct-to-consumer website as well. So that can be a really great benefit for going on these marketplaces. It can really boost your direct-to-consumer sales on your own website, as well as, of course, get you sales and increase brand awareness and get you in front of an audience that you probably were never going to get in front of anyway, because either they're geographically a different location or they're just um, an audience that are not, that you might have even not even realized that could be a great customer for you. So have a little think about which one of those could be a great place for your direct-to-consumer sales. Now, if you are a brand and you wholesale as well, or sorry, you you have your own brand that you can wholesale as well, there's lots of different platforms for that too. So besides going into other retail stores, of course, that's part of what wholesale is. There are ways that you can try and get into those stores. So uh, different platforms like Fair, Huge, um, Bulletin is a great one, Range Me in the US, Hola is another one. There's lots of different ones that can work for getting you in front of more retailers and more people where they can actually just find out about your product. So again, there is like a third-party marketplace and a platform where you put your range up and then buyers come. And you either, sometimes you pay, sometimes you pay um, just on commission. So it depends on the uh, the setup, how that works. But again, you're not going to get the sales if you're not on there. So why not give it a go and try and see which one could be a good option for you. All right. Now, if you are a physical retail store, what are the other options for you? What other sales channels are available? 
Um, of course, you've got your physical retail store and you've got your online store. So there's two options for you. Potentially, you could also put some of your product onto a third-party option website too, like Amazon or Etsy or eBay even. There's lots of retailers who put their products on those platforms or even Marketplace as well to really get in front of a bigger audience. More and more I've started seeing you know, on Marketplace and things like that, seeing all the different retailers actually have their products on there as well, not just in ads but actually list their products under those platforms. So that's definitely an option depending on what your product is and what you sell, of course. Now, other ones are uh, quite a few of my clients that I've worked with might have a regional retail store and they might open up into the next town, like do a pop-up in the next town or um, have a clearance um, section in another town to really, you know, capture a new audience, get in front of new people. Is that an option for you? Can you do a market that might actually work for getting in front of a new audience, um, whether it's a weekend one or a, b- a boutique one? I know you pay your own retail space and your, for your own lease, but sometimes it's about capturing new people and getting in front of new people and they might just not even realize that you exist. And because you do this market, they actually find out about you. Is there an option like that for you? Is that a possibility? Can you do a little space in another store where it's, you know, obviously not a competing product, but can you do a little pop-up in another store so they can see what sort of range you have available and you can have a few little selections of what your product is? So that's an option for physical retail stores. And I see it again and again that they might pop up in another town and they capture this whole new audience that then once their pop-up closes, they actually go back and, you know, those customers can't start coming to their other store. Or maybe it's they, you know, expand and realize that this other location is a better location for them as well. So all of these things are great ways to test out what's going to work for you and what's going to work for your customer as well. Hello, lovely. If you're looking for a way to grow your product business without relying on Facebook ads or posting daily on social media, then I invite you to register for my free masterclass. This is happening very, very soon. And inside of this masterclass, I'm sharing the strategy behind building a profitable product-based business so you can attract consistent customers and scale to six figures and beyond. I also emphasize how to create a sustainable long-term business, which is such an important factor for me. I'm so excited to be teaching this masterclass soon. So make sure you go and register for your free spot by heading to the link in the show notes below. All right, so let's go through again. If you're a product-based business, what are some sales channels available to you? Now, these are all the what, the different places and, you know, why, you, why you'd want to do them. In my roadmap program, I dive into how to get into all of these things, how to actually use these platforms in a way that's going to help you increase your sales and manage everything. So that is a deep dive into that in my roadmap program. So for those who want the help of how they actually do it, that's where you can find that information. All right, so let's just go through what is a summary of all the different sales channels you can use to sell your product if you have a product-based business. All right, so you've got your own website. So that's your own um, owned website, e-commerce. You can sell at a market, at a boutique market, weekend market, farmer's market, so on. You can sell at events. So whether they're a show, um, the cake, bake and sweet show or something like that, what are the events that can take place in your industry that work with what your target market is and what your what your product is? You can sell to you can sell at special like party plans or, or VIP nights or, you know, events with friends. That's a great way to get out in front when you're starting out and getting in front of new people. You can sell at online marketplaces like Etsy, Amazon, Hard to Find, Iconic, 
um, Bulletin, Blue Thumb, Society6, Wall of Art, Wolf and Badger, they're all ones that are like external marketplaces that are going to take a commission of your sales. But what you're getting in front of is a huge, you know, you're getting all their marketing spend and how many people they're going to get you, you in front of. So it's going to be well worth that paying that fee that you are going to have to pay for them. If you are looking at wholesale platforms, there's things like Fair, there's Bulletin, there's RangeMe, there's Hola, there's Indirectory, there's all different types of platforms that you can be on to get you in for wholesale to get yourself in front of more stores and more buyers. So that is a great option. And I feel as a product-based business coach that the more platforms you're on, the more opportunity you have to get your product in front of more eyes. So why would you not do it? Most of the time it has a setup and it is a, you know, a bit of time to actually set that up. But then once you're on, you're on and you just hopefully get the orders come in. Of course, you've got to update it with new products and new things that are taking place or inventory that might change, but it is an option for you to get in front of more people that you couldn't do yourself already. Now, if you're a retail store, the summary of places you can do, you can do a pop-up in a new town, you can do a market at it in your town to sort of get in front of new people, you can do a parade and events, like things like that, to get involved with, you know, getting new people to find out about your product. You can um, have a little pop-up as well in a different location. So exciting opportunities, you know, thinking about what else you can do to get your product in front of more people. Most of the time, product-based businesses don't have an issue with product. They've always got product or, you know, they've got to manage what they have in their product, but it's about getting that product out in front of more people. So what are the different sales channels that you can have? Don't rely on just one like your own website and selling direct-to-consumer online because that is one option out of a multiple, um, you know, ones available. And to me, that's just putting all your eggs in one basket and you have to spend a lot of money to acquire those customers. That customer acquisition cost to get to people to your website and to get people buying again and again is quite high. So, it's not saying that you can't succeed as a direct-to-consumer online business only. That is 100% possible, but you've just got to make sure that you've got many different multiple ways to get customers to your website as well. All right, so I hope that's helped you figure out, you know, what other sales channels might be available to you, what ones that you might need to explore or what ones you need to dive into and get help with understanding how to actually get sales in those areas. All right, if you want some more help on how to grow your sales channels, how to manage your sales channels and how to actually get sales through these different sales channels, let me know. I'm here to help. Um, send me a DM, um, ask me about my roadmap program, ask me about my membership. There's lots of different ways that we can work together to help you grow your product business. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and I hope it's given you a little insight about other options available to you. So look forward to speaking with you again soon. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Lotco Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released. And I'd be so, so grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. If you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast. Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon. Mm-hmm.